Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to the Slipstream. I'm your host, Brent Houston. Thanks for joining us on the Slipstream podcast this week. And uh, for those of you who are following the dates closely, I, I got a little bit of uh, heat on Twitter. I did take last week off and uh, didn't record the podcast, just needed a little bit of a break and uh, really enjoyed it. So uh, back this week, though, back here in the studios, I am still in lockdown for COVID-19, so still uh, staying socially distant, wearing my mask, and uh, still not accepting face-to-face meetings and those kinds of things. Still locked up in the compound here in the Hocking Hills. It's a beautiful, beautiful summer uh, here in the Hocking Hills of Ohio. And uh, it's just been terrific. Starting to get a little warm and dry, but uh, terrific nonetheless. So, let's jump into it this week. I am going to talk about a tool that I developed uh, now. I guess it was back in 2012, so uh, almost eight years ago. And uh, I built this tool as sort of a, a working mental model uh, for how I could evaluate different business ideas and decide what I was going to work on next. And, and so uh, to do that, I, I created what I call the Business Idea Evaluation Worksheet. And uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes page. And you can check it out there. Uh, it's available for free. You just uh, grab it, it's a PDF, and you can play with it to your heart's content. Now, the business idea evaluation worksheet is broken up into a few different sections. Uh, Those of you who've listened to the previous podcast, uh, where I talked about the three currency theory... Uh, So that is the theory of uh, time, attention, and money as forms of currency. You'll recognize the very first section. So we take the idea that we have, uh, write down the name of it, what what it is we're talking about, and then uh, we start to look at the capital investment in terms of time, attention, and money. Uh, And I do that, I break that down into the pre-launch phase, the startup phase, the intermediate phase, and the long term. And I try to rate, sometimes I use 1 to 10 or high, medium, low, but I'm really just trying to rate what I think the commitment is going to be to do this business idea. So in terms of time first, how much time is it going to take in the pre-launch phase, in the startup phase, and in each phase thereafter, how much attention, so how much you know, sort of mental energy is it going to take on a day-to-day basis? And then, of course, how much money is it going to take in terms of uh, you know, cash on hand or working capital? Or am I going to need to get investment capital? Uh, those kinds of things. I'm looking just really to identify them ahead of time. And this is really a useful part because right off the bat, this starts to take away from the idea of uh, where entrepreneurs oftentimes only get focused on the outcome, the end result. And instead, what this forces me to do is start to think about 
what are the requirements going to be? What's the impacts going to be in these various ways across my my life and across my other business plans as I start to think about actuating on whatever the idea itself is? Um, in the next section, I move into what I call the key indicators. And here, I'm looking for uh, a rating of 1 to 10. I guess it could be also 0, but uh, I probably wouldn't. If, if something has a 0, uh, I probably would have already disqualified it. But from a 1 to 10, where 10 is better, and what I'm really looking for here is just sort of to, to rate across these 10 variables and then maybe just give myself a, a quick couple of jot points uh, about why I think that way. And so I'll walk you through these 10 key indicators that I use to score. Um, and so the first one is I'm, I'm looking at what is the amount of leverage that this will create. So in other words, um, is there asymmetric return on the investment? Um, is it going to greatly empower uh, further business uh, down the road? Or what kind of what kind of leverage am I going to get out of the uh, the effort and and investment that I put in? Um, is it going to be one to one? Is it going to be higher? Uh, and I'm looking to score that again on one to ten. On uh, the second criteria is what kind of intellectual property will be created? Is this something that's patentable? Is it something that is a you know trade secret, a key market differentiator? Um, or is it something that really is just functional and, and uh, doesn't really provide any key intellectual property, uh, you know, in the process? Um, variable three, how scalable is it likely to be? Um, am I creating something that if I, uh, if the market grows, can I easily scale it to larger markets? Or is this something that's going to be, even after I build it, it's going to be so labor or management intensive that it's not truly going to be scalable uh, to a large extent? Number four, what are the barriers to entry? In other words, to get this thing done, um, what are the key, you know, how difficult is it? What are the key things that stand between me and accomplishing it? Um, and I'm rating that where... Uh, 10 is easier and, uh, you know, easier for me to get there. And one is, uh, you know, more difficult. Uh, sort of inverse in some of these as you kind of think about it, um, the scoring is. Okay, next, barriers for competition and duplication. How hard is it going to be for my competitors uh, to do this? How hard is the outcome going to be for uh, competitors or others to duplicate it once the idea is out there. Um, again, if this is something that is so simple uh, that it is you know easily replicated, easily duplicated, and it doesn't have a very high time attention or money, maybe it's got a low leverage, then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna work on it. So this is just another part of that scoring. Um, you know, how synergistic is it with the target market? That's number six. Like, is this, uh, you know, is the target market well-defined? Is it something that they actually need? 
um, you know, what sort of, uh, what sort of push is going to be needed. Um, criteria seven is what are the potential future markets for it? So what's adjacent? What markets are adjacent to it? Where else might I be able to use this thing? Um, where could I pivot to if, uh, you know, I fail to take off here? So, you know, it's sort of just how, how large I might be able to, uh, get on a return on investment, even if I need to uh, move past my original target market. Um, eight, how many external resources are needed? Is this something myself or my team can manage? Uh, do I need external help on that? How, how much external help? Um, how much external data or uh, external uh, tools, or maybe I need, you know, cloud hosting to make this happen. Um, I'm just looking for what are our external resources that we would need to do the project and how does that score out over time. <clears throat> Criteria nine is complexity of the solution. Is this a, a simple solution that I'm trying to build or does it seem complex? Have I really gotten to the 80-20 of the solution or not? <clears throat> and then question 10, the size of the market. How large is the overall market for the product uh, or service? The idea, uh, what can I do with that? So as I think about those 10 criteria, and I've rated them, from 1 to 10 at the bottom, I simply add those 10 up, and that gives me a total key indicator score out of 100. So that could be uh, any number from 1 and 100. 100 is better, uh, and I'm just looking for a, sort of a rating here uh, around that. Now, I also have about 13 key questions that I like to ask myself about these sort of ideas and pursuing them. And I'll take you through those pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is, is this a new idea or a mashup? Um, am I coming up with something new? Do I have to invent something here? Or am I taking two or three other things, other solutions, and sort of smashing them together to solve a problem and come up with a new uh, output? Um, question two, is there a clear need, movement, or cause to engage? Uh, and this is sort of an interesting question because... This is going to tell me, am I aligning with stuff that other folks are already trying to do or problems that other folks have said they have and that there's passion towards solving because those are, are easy markets to, to uh, you know, come into. Um, and, and that feeds directly into the next question that says, are we dependent on marketing to drive the need, the cause? Um, if we have to market to a need from cold start, like we have to educate people that they're going to need it, that's a significantly larger step than if there's already sort of a, a cause, a need, or a movement that's out there uh, that we can, we can leverage. Question number four, how educational is the sale likely to be? Like when we have this idea and it's finished, is the value proposition just so simple that People see it, realize that they need it, it's synergistic, and they're ready to go? Or do we have to evangelize and teach the consumer uh, that they actually do need the product? 
is it so simple that it's easy to use that they adopt it, or will I have to teach folks how to use the tool or the solution? Uh, question number five, what's the likely level of consumer resistance? So are there things that they're already using that they have to change or give up? What are the things that are in place now uh, that they might have to move away from? And I'm just looking for points here around what a customer, potential customer, uh, might find as a sticking point or, or something that's uh, resistant so that they don't uh, purchase the product. Uh, six, are there any trends that are likely to converge to support efforts, efforts or markets? So this is back to we're kind of looking at those trends, those movements, what's going on, what's the need, and are there any things upcoming that could converge that could really propel us? Um, so suddenly, um, if we see that there are three or four trends about to converge and they're all uh, addressable by our solution, is that sort of something that we can ride uh, to reduce marketing efforts and, and sort of take the product uh, to the next level? Uh, question number seven, what does the competitive landscape look like? This one's pretty self-explanatory. Who are the competitors? What are they doing? What keywords are they using? Are they trying to ride the same trends and uh, the same movements, the same causes that we are? How are they doing uh, at it? What are the key differentiators between our product and theirs? Uh, number eight, what is the risk versus reward? Um, how much are we going to risk on this? And what's the reward likely to be? Um, is it a low risk? Is there a way to fail forward so that if, uh, for example, we build this product or service and it doesn't take off, we still get something out of it? And is that thing of value? All right, question number nine, back to the idea of intellectual property. Is there prior art or is this solution patentable if, uh, you know, if we end up with a, a, a tool, a solution, a product. Um, and so we're really kind of looking not just a competitive landscape here, but is there something that we can do, develop, that is defensible, uh, that, that has a higher uh, IP return? Question 10. Is there an 80-20, a pilot, or a simplified approach that we can use? to measure core feasibility. Can we do a little bit of work? Can we build a little bit of the product or service and identify whether or not there's interest, whether we can get a return, and then build the rest of the product? So this is right back to that minimum viable product idea uh, that I've talked about before in other podcasts. And question 11. This one's a hard one for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, but what in detail is the profit model? How are we going to make money? Um, if we do this business idea, how are we going to make money at it? Um, how much money are we going to make? What's the margin going to look like, etc.? Question 12. Are there potential milestones or break-even points in the development? So let's say we decide that we're going to do this project and we're going to build it out, uh, build this product or service. Along the way, is, are there milestones where we can have a go-no-go, -go, where we can limit our exposure if the market changes, if the world changes, if uh, technology changes, are there break-even points where uh, we can use the core of the product for something else 
and we can re reap a return on our existing investment. So those are kind of looking at them, identifying them, and just keeping them in mind. And then, of course, question number 13, is there an exit? Is there a way uh, to exit from this product or service? Do we have to do it forever? Um, you know, if it really does take off, what do we intend to do? Is there a point at which we would put it up for sale or we would spin it off or whatever? What is our exit ideal uh, plan uh, at that point? Now, from there, we move on to the last section of the worksheet, and that is the value proposition. So a place where you need to write a few clear, concise sentences that, that create the value proposition for uh, the idea. A set of differentiators. What's going to be different about the user's life from using the product or what's different between us and the competitors or what difference is this going to make in the company, etc. And then lastly, of course, any potential taglines that we have in mind that we've already brainstormed about. We're just recording those here uh, so that down the road we can add them into uh, our marketing plan and and look at them and decide what uh, the official taglines and, and such are going to be as we bring the product to market. So I know that seems like a lot, but as you think about these ideas, this gives me a great framework where I can score, I can really start to ask myself critical questions, I can think about the investment to pull off a business idea or a new product or a new service. And over time, since the 2012 uh, publishing of this, I've I literally, I fill this out for all these different ideas, and so I have a whole catalog of these ideas all scored and prioritized, uh, and essentially I can go back through and use that for idea stimulation, or I can go back and say, hey, what about, you know, we're seeing this problem, what have I looked at before or thought about to address it, and it's all here and, and tracked in this framework. For my mentees, uh, as they start to think about building businesses or products or services, a lot of them have said this has been a big differentiator for them. It's really been something that they've been able to use to sort of refine their idea and decide whether they were going to make a, a go, no-go uh, out of it. So uh, I hope you enjoy it again. The link will be in the show notes for this one. Uh, it is the Business Idea Evaluation Worksheet. Uh, it is published under the copyright for my, my company, Digital Lizard LLC, so uh, check that out. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, hit me up on the socials and uh, let me know, and I will try to answer any questions that you have uh, or make any updates or revisions if uh, it's things that folks really want. All right. Well, as always, our time is running out. It, uh, it's already been almost 20 minutes, and I try to keep this podcast fairly short. But uh, thanks for listening to The Slipstream. Uh, I hope you're appreciating the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I know I'm enjoying recording it and releasing it. And so until next time, I hope all is well. Stay safe out there. Stay socially isolated. And wear those masks. I can't say that again. Wear those masks. It really will make the difference. I, uh, I really think so. So that's it. Take care. I'm out.